0: Mm-hmm. What did you think at that time of CO2? And like, how did, how does it compare to him?
1: So, going back to in hamford when the flash gas pipe Was it, was it hampered I think it was hamford. It was the one
0: that we were on the side of the building, remember? Oh. That's so, the
1: first one you did? So, yeah, that was by myself. Um, and then Porterville. Port-A-Ville.
0: Port-A-Ville. Portaville. Portaville. Yeah, that's yeah, Port-A-Ville. Port-A-Ville. Portaville. That so, was on the side of the, the customer's building.
1: So, what was the question? Um,
0: so at that time, like, how do you compare the way you thought of CO2 to how you think of it now?
1: Honestly, dude, once I found out about CO2, I was excited because I realized Good. the future. Like, it honestly, like, yeah, dude, I, I but it well, was... I'll
0: tell you what, man. It's coming with a vengeance.
1: Yeah.
2: I re- and
0: we saw a lot of it in California initially. But now, you know, with... Everybody seems to follow suit with California, so um, you're seeing it in a lot of other states too. Yeah, it's going to be interesting what these engineers come up with to overcome the different climates. Yeah, so you know California is a pretty easy climate to be in, right? Like only like what a few days out of the year it's over a hundred degrees, and only a few days out of the year it's below freezing. Obviously, depending upon where you're at in California, but for the most part, probably what 75, 80% of California stays pretty decent on, on temperatures throughout the year. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think California
3: is like the only place that has, all year-round seasons. Yeah,
1: you could go to the mountains, yeah. you could see the beach, you can go to the desert, you can go... Where else? All on a day trip. You, yeah, you can go to the agriculture area. Yeah, California is... Desert. Yeah. yeah,
3: it's like the only one place like where but everything...
1: is. Back, back to the question. No, dude, I honestly, once I saw it and I realized the potential and where it was going, because I did do a little bit of research on it before, I got excited and I was like, dude, this is something that I want to learn. This is something that I want to jump on board. But... I'm not going to lie. I was intimidated at first. I was scared shitless because of the pressures. But I also realized that, hey, well, there's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of uh, um, a lot of the old timers are going to be getting out of the field. And two, they are not going to want to work on it. You know, they're comfortable. They're complacent. You know, they're they're happy where they're at. Why are they going to go and uh, fuck around with thirteen hundred, twelve hundred pounds? You know, which is what Where's it normally run at eleven hundred depending average. Yeah, so a typical day, like
0: we try to keep it under 1,055 because that's when you start going transcritical and the the ratio of vapor to liquid changes. So like when you're below transcritical, uh, you typically have, like depending upon how close you are to transcritical pressures, you typically have about 80% liquid to 20% vapor coming out of the gas cooler. When you hit that transcritical point and exceed that transcritical point, you're now opposite. You're 20% uh, liquid to 80% vapor coming out of that gas cooler yeah so um it, it's kind of it's funny because like y- you were talking about the old timers right well a little background my dad's been in industrial air conditioning since 1984
2: mm-hmm.
0: um but he's on the program like the control side like ems lot. that's basically all he does is programming um and so it's kind of funny. I followed in a suit, even though I told myself I never would. But then I realized how much I liked it. And
2: <laughs> yeah. that's,
0: that's what put me here. Um, he used to give me shit all the time. When I was like, why don't you want to make more money? Why don't you just come do what I do? And then I'm like, all right, give me a job. And he goes, nope, you'll never work for a company that I work for ever. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, I didn't understand at the time, but um, now like I'm thankful for it for sure. Yeah. For sure.
1: So did you ever get so, a chance to work with them or no? Did I what? Did you ever work with them?
0: No. No? Never have. Uh, I, well, I mean, what do you mean by work? Like, he used to take me on job sites no, when I was like five years old. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, like like in a company, did you guys ever get to work together at a company or no? No. Were have no, a partner no. on a project?
0: Nope. Never have.
1: Hmm. So, Dang.
3: Like he is like
0: all primarily industrial. I mean, yeah.
2: Where, oh, okay. You
0: know, I'd say I'm like 80% commercial and, you know, large commercial and 20% industrial.
1: Did he get to work on CO2 at all?
0: Nope. And he tells me right now, or he tells me all the time, he goes, Fuck that out. I, I won't work on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The,
0: for, you know, he's like a, a normal person, like a, a normal person that's never touched it or seen it. Um, the pressures are so high, it's crazy. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, I agree. I want to
0: bring him to a job site all the time. I just, he, he's, he's busy being retired and, and I'm busy trying to, you know, support my family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sweet. I think I want to talk about um, the E two, the site supervisor, the E three, all the new controllers. But I think I really want to dive dive into um, what a lot of people don't understand, which are flexible combiners.
1: And dude. Um, dude. I- I actually had a guy that was wanting to, but he, he wanted to ask you, but he was shy. He wanted to come on board okay. and ask well, you about flexible combiners. That's the one request I did get from him. It, so
0: what's the, what's the question?
3: Well, I, he, he wanted to ask like a lot more of the things, oh, okay. because one of the things that he's he's really good at like catching on to the, you know, ET yeah, and to the programming, E2 programming side. And, and okay. I was like, I was trying to explain to him. I was like, dude, it's just equations, you know, like Equations are taught to check this, check that. So
0: basically, what the E2 utilizes for its flexible combiner equations is called Boolean logic. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: if you look up Boolean logic in a basic sense, it's if this, then that. Yeah. And it's all in how you read it because, you know, remember like the old DOS computers uh, or the the old DOS format in in Microsoft? It's all zeros and ones, right? Uh And you have to read them from left to right. And that's that is minor. the same exact way a flexible combiner works. Yeah, you read it from left to right, but you're using a lot more than just zeros and ones. You're using asterisks. You're using multiplication asterisks as a multiplication sign. You're using division. You can get as elaborate as you want. But like, let's say if I do come on uh, again and talk about flexible combiners, and I break it down to people into a way that's super understandable, yeah. so that they they can literally. I always tell people for for one year, learn how to read flexible combiners, and then after that year you if you fully understand flexible combiners, try writing your first one
1: yeah and and, and so that's something that yeah we, i've had i i personally don't understand them either, so I wouldn't be able to ask you like too much until but dude, that is something that um Tyler is actually he'd probably have a lot more questions i oh, yeah. we can bring him on he can uh Ask yeah. you, or you can just even you know do a whole. We can do a whole like session because there's not a lot of training on that, dude. There's like none. Really
0: isn't, yeah. And so most of the people that know about flexible flexible combiners, they're in positions like like I am, where I'm a primarily a programmer from day to day, and I, I typically only leave my house for for my company when I have to uh, go to a CO2 startup or go to a, a store that they have a bunch of issues that they can't figure out. So my day-to-day job is programming, um, you know, programming, refrigeration, programming, air conditioning, and programming lighting. Well, with all of the, um, with all of the restrictions due to title 24 these days, yeah, it makes it where you have to do multiple things with the same component. And like a typical can strategy for lighting, you just can't do it with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or, because they, they want it to override the lights on a motion sensor. They want it to override the lights on a push button. They want it to override the lights on a potentiometer, like a dial potentiometer. Mm-hmm. They want to override the lights on during certain time periods. Um, and when you have all of those, all of those different rules ways of controlling something, and you have to put them all together you have to use a flexible combiner. You have to, there's no way around it. And so most of the people that understand them, they keep that stuff near and dear to their hearts and they don't tell anybody, but that's not me. I want people to know this stuff because it helps everybody. It helps us all be more successful. And you know what? At the end of the night, when it's 10 o'clock at night and you're trying to understand a flexible combiner, so you can figure out what this compressor is trying to do or what this lighting setup is trying to do, because you got a service call that something wasn't working in the middle of the night and you don't have to call me for me to read <laughs> you this flexible combiner. Yep. I'm going to be very happy that, oh, that, yeah. that you know it.
1: Yeah.
3: So. Oh yeah. You're not being bugged. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Makes,
1: yeah. Sweet. So we'll do that. We'll shoot for, let's we'll try shoot.
3: correlating that with, yeah, uh, we'll correlate that with, with- as well. But he has had a crazy yeah, he's schedule. Dead. Yeah. He worked
1: like fucking 36 or 72 hours. I don't know.
3: He's been working uh, since Monday and he only was home for four hours and then left back to work again. So, you know, so, and here's
0: my thing. when I got into refrigeration, I strived to, like, I set goals for myself. Like, my first goal was, man, I don't want to be a de-icer anymore. Mm-hmm. my next goal was my, our company had a rule that you didn't have to have a ladder rack if uh, you were a certain level or above
2: mm-hmm. so
0: I was like oh man I don't want a ladder rack that way I don't have to freaking uh, or mm-hmm. that way I can go through drive-thrus and pick up my <laughs> McDonald's yeah. so I boom I hit that level
2: Yeah. and
0: then I was like oh man I want to be a service manager boom I hit being a service manager and so I don't have to work those long hours anymore like I, I do from time to time. Uh, like I'll help out service or whatever when I'm when I'm wanting money or what have you. But my typical day is eight to ten hours. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, like, strive to be a startup tech because all the best techs, in my opinion, in my honest opinion, are startup techs.
2: Nice. You get to
0: see the latest and greatest equipment all the time, and you're always on top of on top of the uh, the uh, advancements.
2: Yeah. So.
0: I would definitely like how many years in has he, has he been?
3: Oh my goodness. Since like he was born.
1: Since yeah. He, I, he was born into it. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. That had a company too.
0: Right.
2: Um, yeah. I own a company
0: too.
1: Oh, that's right. Uh, do you want to give us uh, uh, your company information or where they can find you too?
0: So I ended up closing it down. It was, uh, it was called Coleman climate control. My last name's is Coleman. Mm. Um, but the only reason I shut it down was because when COVID came around, uh, I literally, you know, I didn't have any big, like commercial customers. I had everything that I had was like commercial, but you know, everything, uh, COVID basically forced everything to shut down. So I lost all my income all at once. Yeah, And I was like, yeah, I'm like a new, I had only been open for like eight months, maybe yeah, only eight months. Um, and, uh, yeah, doing business for eight months, um, under my own company name. And so eight months in and you have no income coming in because your customers shut down. Yeah. I couldn't keep going. So yeah, a small tech, what do you call it? Mom and pop shop. Yeah. So it is what it is. It was a good learning experience. If I do, if I, so, and and one of the biggest things I learned was that if you're going to start a business, you need to have a lot of capital Mm -hmm. and, I probably didn't even have a third of the capital, maybe a quarter of the capital that I needed. I only had like 55 grand in the bank cash. Granted I had no debt. The only debt I had was my mortgage. Everything else was paid off. No credit cards, nothing like that. Um, And I had 55 grand in the bank that I worked my ass off to save up. And that 55 grand was going fast when I, you know, I didn't have any customers coming in and I'm waiting 60 days to get paid by that customer that I just did work for, and they're like, "Man, I can't really pay you right now. My doors aren't even open. I'm not making any money." And like, I get it, but I still got to pay my vendors, you yeah. know, my, my parts houses. So I'm shredding out money for parts houses, paying my mortgage, you know, putting food on the table for my at, at the time 10 or 11 year old daughter, um, yeah, 10 year old daughter, and you know, my wife as well. Yeah. And I was literally trying to take any work I could just just to get by, and I was like, you know what, this isn't going to work. If I would have had more money to where I could hire somebody, like at least at least somebody to um, do do the books for me during the day, and one technician, so I would have two technicians. Um, I have or had enough tools to fill two vans, and I had one van at the time. Um, I would have if I would have had the money to be able to do it, I would have bought two vans. Had somebody doing my books from day to day, um, you know, I could, I could definitely follow books. But yeah, that that's the way I would do it. Probably like this day and age with how bad inflation is, I, I'd probably say you probably need 350, 400 grand to get started.
1: Jeez, that's a crap ton of money yeah. if, if
0: you're gonna do it right. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, if I was gonna do it again, I would probably throttle back and just start with residential at first. Yeah, because there's tons of money to be made in residential. As much as, you know, homeowners bitch and complain about it, you know, our time is worth money and the parts are worth money. Yeah. Um, it's not like they can just go to any parts house and buy a compressor. Yeah. That the parts houses won't sell it to them because they don't have a contractor's license. So
1: Very true. Yeah. Do you think there's more money in residential or there's more money in markets or is it different because of the net terms? So
0: I think there's more money in residential at first while your overhead is low. And then as you grow and your overhead increases, um, commercial is probably the place to be for sure. Because that's where you get those $200,000 jobs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That you're literally, you're doing a $200,000 job. job. Let's say like a a conversion, right? Mm -hmm. A a gas conversion on a big supermarket. They're typically in the range, depending upon how big the store is, they're typically in the range from anywhere from $150,000 to $200,000. And you're cutting 20 to 30% profit off. So that's a big chunk of change, you know. Twenty percent on two hundred grand—that's forty grand, right there. So yeah, that's that's a good chunk of change, and it takes you maybe four days to complete. So yeah. in four days, you make forty grand.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah, that's really so, good.
0: Yeah, but you got to remember if you're going to be doing a, a a gas conversion on a big supermarket like that in, in four days, you got to have a team that goes with it. Yeah. Yes, so like residential, you maybe need one two guys, right? Mm-hmm. One two guys, two guys, you can change out a change out a evaporator, you can change out a condenser, you can repipe the house, you can do ductwork, whatever yeah. with two guys. And and still have that same job done in a day. Yeah. But you're you're only cutting maybe 3 or 4 grand profit compared to that 40 grand, you
2: mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, I if I ever do it again, which I'm probably crazy enough, it was an adrenaline rush, dude. It was an adrenaline rush, big time.
1: Um, <laughs> why? Uh, say that again. I said why? Why was it an adrenaline uh, rush?
0: Because you put yourself in situations where you're 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 the service manager, you're the investor, you're the uh, technician, and you're the accountant, and you got to figure all this stuff out. All at one time. Yeah, and you're a sales, and you're the salesman.
3: Yeah, and you're on call twenty four seven. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, there's no days off. Yep. So
3: <laughs> I feel like that way already, and they do get yeah. days off.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you what, I I will only do it when my daughter's uh eighteen and moved out of the house.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: So
0: whichever. Comes first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some st-
1: st- stinging caesar. What do we call it? Sweet. Well, that's so. cool, right
0: on, dude. I appreciate um, you guys having me on here. This is really
1: cool. Yeah, yeah dude. No, thank you for joining. Yeah, us. thank you for having us, man. We're excited. Cool. I'm gonna get all this done. Yeah. And
3: then, uh, Knowledge is power, and I yeah. love, I love, I love hearing you know different people's perspective, even you know from a different angle, you know, different side of the field. It's always great to right. to know. Coming from someone like me who's new in the field, I don't even know what jobs are available. You know what I mean? Like all I know is I turning wrenches, you know? and you know, Absolutely. Nobody wants to turn wrenches for the rest of the whole life, you know? You want to like always strive to be or do something that you particularly want. And so this is, right. this is a really good like, you know, eye opener to I'll tell you what, what's available.
0: I, I thought I wanted to be a service manager because that way I could put my wrenches down. Oh, yeah. And it, it doesn't work out that way. Let me tell I'll be the first one to tell you. You probably use your wrenches more as a service manager than you uh do as a technician. So wow. um, I I really like programming and I and if I applaud anybody who can get a good handle handle on, on programming. It it's definitely difficult.
2: Yeah,
3: well it's another language. You know, it's it's another language you gotta understand. You know, it's yep. it's through computers, so and then
0: wait till you start doing uh, floor plans and stuff like that. Here, I'll show you a picture of some floor plans that I do. I wonder if I have any on my. I'll show you one of my controllers.
3: Well, while you're getting that up, um, do you have like any social media where anybody can follow you or see,
0: you know? I mean, I'm on Instagram, but I don't really post too much about work.
2: Um uh, okay.
0: I, I try not to, I try to, cause I, I want to keep my you know work life separate. Yeah. I am talking to Eli about starting my own YouTube channel. So he might, uh, I might start doing a bunch of stuff on CO2 actually.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll definitely get, we'll definitely help you get that started up. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it'd be something fun
2: to do. So let's see if I can share this.
1: We may
3: we recommend.
2: We're
1: looking at your screen.
2: Yeah.
3: We can may. You see recommend, it now? Yep. So this is
2: basically...
0: This is the Emerson Site Supervisor. Mm-hmm. This is one of the stores I'm working on. Um, but you can see that's... I make this interactive floor plan. I designed this interactive floor plan. This is an old, old one. Um, but if I log in, uh, you can actually like click on the different buttons and stuff. Or let's say if you want to click on one of the cases, I'll see... I think this program I'm still working on, but um, it'll actually, when it's associated, it'll take you directly to that system and show you what that temperature is at. Obviously nothing is reading here because this is the controller that I have at my house.
2: Oh, so I don't
0: have any boards connected to it or anything like that. So
2: that's
3: pretty cool. That is pretty cool.
0: But yeah, this is the new site supervisor. Well, it's not new. It's been around for quite a few years, but they've made a lot of improvements to it. And now, uh, There's a lot of talk of the E2 basically going away and they're not going to manufacture the E2 anymore. Um, I mean, you got to think about it. The E2 is a 19 year old, um, 19 year old controller. It's like, there's video games that are more um,
3: advanced. More. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. Your your phone has a crazy processor. So
0: now like, so what they've just been doing for so many years with the E two is just upgrading the firmware, upgrading the firmware, upgrading the firmware. And they've pretty much gotten to the point where these E twos cannot handle or the, the processors of the E twos cannot handle what we're doing with them. So you're starting to see a lot more um, failures with E twos, like they'll lose the program or they they'll lose half the program.
2: Stuff oh, like that. It. Yeah. I'm giving you guys a lot to edit, I know that. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, I enjoy it dude
0: this is like it's funny I'm more passionate about this than I've been like refrigeration air conditioning uh, programming CO2 I'm more passionate about this than I've been for anything in my entire life so
3: I just really do enjoy it to to be honest that is one of the hardest things to find as a person who's you know a young person starting off on anything you know in general because a lot of the times, you know, you're like, what is it I'm passionate about? And they don't know. And they get stuck in this, you know, revolving door of a job that they just collect a paycheck over. And then next thing you know it, you're 65 and you're like, damn.
2: Yeah.
1: Or a, a lot of times, too, they don't ask the new guys, like, hey, what do you want to do? You know, like, oh, yeah. what, what, you know, or figure out what they're good at so that they can, you know, train them or, you know, everybody's good at everything else. You know? But the fact you're willing to share that knowledge is, is pretty awesome, dude.
2: Yeah.
0: I want everybody to know it. Yeah. I, I think. Um, all of our lives could be a lot easier, a lot, we, we could all be a lot more wealthier by knowing all of this knowledge.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. Because we're, we're just running into so much
0: technology these days that we have to be, we have to stay up with the technology because if you don't, you're just going to fall behind.
2: Yep.
3: Everything, so, technology is always revolving. It's just yeah. always advancing. That's the good thing evolving. is
0: we live in the state of California so they're always like, Trying to push the limits of the EPA, or the EPA is always trying to push
3: the limits of everything. California is definitely the testing grounds for always like making it be more efficient, or you know, making our lives a living hell. You know.
0: (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Right on, guys.
3: Alrighty, thank you, man, for coming on. I, you know, I feel a little bit more knowledgeable, and you know. And I actually, I think I feel more comfortable also working with like CO2, knowing that, you know, if it's been working for a while, you know, I'm not going to have a blown, a blown line. Unless
0: you, unless you make a human error. Yeah.
3: yeah. Unless you make a human error. Very cool. Just uh, remember,
0: take your time and think about everything
3: you you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, very true.
1: And then if you guys got any questions, comments, you can find us on YouTube, send us a, a comment and then we can ask James Coleman and then... Next episode, episode two with James Coleman, we're going to be going over flexible combiners. So I'm super excited about that. Yes. And we can, we can talk about analog combiners and digital
0: combiners. I love it. Anything
2: to do
0: with programming.
1: Cool. Sweet. Well, okay. All right. Thanks for thanks coming you, on, James. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks, guys. Is this where
1: I hang up or like, what do we do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can
2: I'll,
1: I'll fade you out right now. <laughs> yeah. Fade to right. black.
2: You're fading to black. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Later.